The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com. Did you ever want to know about this? Did you ever want to know about that? Well, now you can know about this and that with This on That. I'm Chad Foglin. And I'm Mike Solari, and we're going to bring along a lot of funny people for you to enjoy. Celebrity guests. Musicians. Uh, people who are just weirdos. The guy outside. Our friends. And that's it. And they talk about whatever topic they want to talk about, and we join in. So listen to an episode. It's free. On iTunes. It's on the Nerdist School Network. And we're in. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, even though I did the countdown, I then took a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right when it started. Because <laughs> you were counting down to taking a sip. I know. <laughs> like, everyone, I'm going to drink my coffee. <laughs> Wanted to make sure the listeners knew it's time for coffee. I went to 7-Eleven for my coffee this morning. Ooh. I was like McDo. No, usually I'm a McDo person, especially because I like that iced coffee. Yeah, which but, I have. But 7-Eleven has a coffee bar. I don't know if you've ever sampled it. I didn't. They have every kind of pump you want, every kind of sugar, <laughs> every kind of milk, every, well, they have like four uh-huh. kinds of coffee. Cool. So you can like customize it to your needs. That's like endless possibilities. Yeah. I tried to calculate it. It's there's so many. It it starts to feel endless, and like <laughs> if you feel like it's endless, it pretty much is. Change your perception, change your reality. It's true. <laughs> it's like I want it not to be true because I like hard mm-hmm. rules that are real. Like I want to cling on to facts, but the reality is that we all build our own reality based on our perceptions. Welcome to another episode of Hellmouth. Yeah, I'm one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent. And I'm another of your co-hosts, Ryan Mogi. Um, we talked Into the Woods and Triangle. Yeah, those are the two episodes this week. Kind talked, of we watched. What? Yeah. Kelly. Oh, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Kelly girl, baby. <laughs> pick it up, pick it up. Or I'm going to invite that other dude from Vimprov class to be on our show and bump you out. So... In Into the Woods, yeah. we have our first, like, non-monster cold open. Like, this is just, oh, yeah. like, them, I can't remember if they hear, they hear the good news after the credits, right? I thought it was before, because it's oh, like. No, she's waiting. She's waiting. It feels like a dream, because she's does. like, uh, Dawn is in her lap, she's leaning on Riley, we see Giles come in and they think it's Giles. Like, it's almost like hush, too, because, like, it's wordless for a mm-hmm. long time. And the um, lighting is dreamlike because it's, mm-hmm. like, a lot brighter than yeah. the show normally is. Absolutely. And I think it's she goes to the doctor. Oh, no, she's just waiting. Because it, 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 it closes, it ends on, like, her watching. Like, and then it's like, da na na And right. then it opens back on her face. I can't remember. On. I think all of them together, and then um, he tells them it went. It was a one hundred percent success. I'm great, and then she hugs him too hard. Yes, which was kind of fun. That was fun. Yeah, and everyone like celebrating. And so at this point, um, Joyce is uh, clear. She's yes. out of the woods, but Buffy's relationship with Riley is in the woods. Yes, she's out of the woods. It does feel part of me. It's all. It's too clean. It's so clean. It's too clean. It's like, oh, thank goodness, because that's not really. I mean, she would have to have like a three month scan and a six. Like mm-hmm. that doctor being like, she's a hundred percent better. It's like that's, that's not a, a irresponsible yeah. doctoring. 
Like, I don't know that there's any surgery that you come out of and the person says, boom, fixed. Because, like, either there's an infection or something. Like, how do you? Yeah. I'm trying to think of one. I guess if you LASIK. Great. Maybe. Wisdom teeth. Pulled out. Yeah. You got I them pulled out. your whole wisdom tooth out. <laughs> 100%. I, uh, when you have to get a leg amputated. I did the whole thing. <laughs> Cut off the whole thing. I'm trying um, to think of like. I think I set your bone. Great. But then you're in a cast. You're not 100. You wouldn't say I'm 100. You're 100% better. He, didn't he say something like barring any infections, she's going to be great? But he said like the surgery was 100%, 100% su- success. That was so. It's like, just a. It's just such an aggressively positive thing to say. That was. I still was like, maybe it is a dream. Maybe I'm misremembering. Yeah, I know. It seemed so dreamlike. It seemed as it was like as clean as if at the end of this episode, mm-hmm. if Buffy had been able to stop Riley and he came down and they were like, I love you. Yes. Which would have been a fun. Like that. To, mm-hmm. I like those kinds of things where you go into someone's. Like, you know, the end of La La Land. I like. I just, didn't see La La Land. Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I know, like, I, that didn't spoil anything. Okay. Me. I don't know. Okay. Uh, let me think. Uh, now I'm trying to think of another example. But the idea of playing the, like, fantasy what if against the reality. Um, There's a later episode of Buffy that does that. Yeah, but we're, we're not talking about that yet. Talk. But, like, but, yeah. Yeah, but that idea I really like. Um, and in this episode, instead, we just have Buffy getting great news at the beginning of the episode and bad news at the end. Yeah. And I mean, I did not to jump to the end of the episode, but I did like that fake out when she's like, he looks up and she's yeah. running around the corner and you think they're going to see each other. Um, which I mean, I have more to. Yeah. Okay. We, let's, we got, we got to get to that. Part. So first, and we kind of skimmed over this and I can't believe we did. Like, I don't know how this isn't in your notes, like all caps, but. Giles' leather blazer. Oh my god, wait, what? He was wearing a leather blazer? You wore a leather blazer. To the hospital? Brown, or it was a little brown, but a brown leather blazer to the hospital. (laughs) Oh my god, Giles, it's not about you. (laughs) He was like, I've had this. It's not appropriate Mm -hmm. for the magic shop. I can't wear it most of the time. I gotta wear it out. It's gonna be the hospital. Yeah, I'm sorry, Joyce. What's my next thing? Uh, Joyce's surgery finishing okay great <laughs> okay and then there's also like the weird shipper part of me that's like he oh, wants her he to, wants to he see wants to it in. yeah okay. because like they because <laughs> they they should just be a family they should if this was a um disney channel show they They'd would be, be a family yeah. for sure but it's not it's a show that likes to hurt us did you know okay i was like searching around on i can't remember if it was hulu or or uh, <laughs> or Netflix, uh-huh. but I was horrified. There is a Disney Channel movie, live action movie, uh-huh. called Double Teamed. Mm-hmm. What's and it about? It's the description is two twin girls discover their love for basketball, and I was like, "Is this a way for people to like?" be pedophiles like what is this show did you watch it no it's rated g though is it a movie or is it a sh- tv it's a show? movie it's an hour okay. and 32 minutes okay one it would have been my favorite movie of all time when i was 10 <laughs> and the, the name though what well it's a th- it's a basketball term it's like a real basketball term i know 
It's a real basketball term. I know. If you're not a sicko <laughs> like you. If you're not a sick freak. <laughs> if you're not an adult, if you're a kid. You don't know. Well, yeah, because you, There's it's no not way. even like a thing that only some basketball, like it's a, it's a basketball term. It's like jump shot. Double team. Okay. It's two person on one person. And you got to make sure that they don't shoot. You got to make sure that everyone's satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, the people who are double teaming are the ones who are trying to be satisfied. Because mm-hmm. the other one's satisfaction is in opposition to theirs. Because the one who has the ball is the... Yeah. Or sometimes it's off ball. Sometimes it's off ball double team. Okay. You're making... <laughs> I, this, these are all real basketball things. I know I that they're real basketball things. I know. I Did know. I ever tell you the thing my dad told me? What? He said um, it was part of – he. we never did like a formal sex talk, but mm-hmm. he would like say weird stuff to me. <laughs> Not weird. Okay. That didn't sound worse. But, like he would like tell me things, like essentially trying to tell me don't get pregnant, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and he was like – he goes – one of the times he – one of his things he said to me is like, Sex is, you gotta be careful, Ryan, because sex is like basketball. You always dribble before you shoot. <laughs> he only said it once, but I will never forget. Because <laughs> it's like, he's not a, he's not a, um, he's not a gross person. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. But like, he had to just say that one time. Yeah. I will never forget it. I'll never forget that. Wow. That's a very, uh, image conjuring phrase. Yeah. Uh-huh. And hey, I got all the way here. No children. No children. So. Um, the closest thing to any kind of sex talk my mm-hmm. parents had with me was my dad. Um, it was really weird. It was like me and a couple friends and we were just hanging out in this pole vault booth. Yeah, that's totally normal. Well, because I was on pole vault. And so like. I don't know what a pole vault, but pole vault booth is. I don't think. Oh, it was just a shed that we like kept all the mats in. Oh, okay. So we were hanging out in there, effectively hiding to not have to do the warm up run. Sure. And my dad had stopped by with my grandma mm-hmm. to, like, for your meet or whatever? To see you? Just to see me, because we weren't okay. even having a meet. Okay. And um, they were like, oh, Kelly's in the booth. And we were seriously just hanging out. And yeah. that was the part that frustrated me so much. Because then later my dad's driving me home and he's pissed. And he's like, I just want to let you know that boys only want one thing. And that was so fucking invalidating yeah. of me as a person. and. Yeah, but I mean that's the tip of the iceberg. With, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, piles and piles of sexual shame. And <laughs> yeah, denial. I didn't get sexual shame. I just now can't forget that phrase for the rest of my life. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I guess I choose mine. If I had to choose one, it seems like yeah. mine has less baggage. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes in a quiet moment, I just hear always oh dribble before you shoot. And you, so your dad said this to you a lot. He said it. Do you hear he said it in his it, voice. Um, no, but like I see his face. Like it's him. <laughs> it's him who said it. No one else has ever said it to me. Um, Do you want me to rewrite history? I can say it to you right now. Honestly, uh, actually, you know what I want? I want a listener. Any yes. listener hearing this right now, post on our Facebook page. Post, post on my Facebook. You can. T- I was gonna say you can tag my dad. Don't tag my dad. <laughs> <laughs> if you see me IRL, just say you always dribble before you shoot, and then maybe. It will be less something I think of my dad. Dilute it. I mean, but again, he was, it worked. Yeah. He said it once and I never got pregnant. I just put my hands to my face. I know. It, wow. That's really funny. That's a really yeah. good phrase. Um, but no, if you want to watch Double Team later, I'm in. 
We can watch it. I would totally I would watch, watch it. it with you. Um, that'd be a good, like, background crafting movie. Yes. So good. And because I bet it ends happily. I'm sure it does. I will. There, there is something also that I, I need to talk about with you. Mm-hmm. Giles Other Blazer. Zan and Giles. Not, Xander and Giles not willing to hug each other. I was like, I don't need that. Uh, so, so dumb. So dumb. Like, whatever. Because, um, like, it's a moment of joy about Joyce. Don't make it about your weird... Toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, also, but what do we think about the terms boinked versus be tender? Okay. So be tender is so gross. Yeah. So gross, especially to talk to the younger sister of the person uh-huh. that's being tender. No, I don't want to. Honestly, outside of like, I don't think I want to think of anyone be- being like, tender. That's for you. That's a private thing. <laughs> right? Like, Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Can you imagine if you and I were talking? Yeah. And if, let's say. That's such a weird. How could when, when would that ever happen? Um, and, and like, let's say like we went out to like a bar yeah. and um, we ended up splitting ways at the mm-hmm. end of the night. And the next day you said to me, oh, I slept with this guy. Mm-hmm. Or if you were like, I made love. To, <laughs> to You just gagged to this man. I would uh-huh. be like, you did not need to say that to me. Like, I would be like, you could. <laughs> Ugh. I mean, unless I'm trying if okay, if I ever said that to you, I would be trying to like tell you something. Like maybe I'm being held hostage. <laughs> like maybe he's listening on the phone and he's going to murder me. I so also- please come with the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's the same as like Oh my god, what were you talking about in the past that you were like, if I'm ever doing this, like I There's need so- help? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> There's so uh, many things that are outside what I do normally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the B tender, I think it's, I guess they're trying to soften it. But like if if Dawn already has an understanding of what boinking is mm-hmm. and that's what her sister's doing, then just roll with it. Yeah, fine. Yeah. I mean, that's what's happening. Mm. You're giving them the house. That's nice. Yeah, great. You're being a great sister. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she's probably like kind of winning in on it too because then she doesn't have to hear it. Yeah, right? Ew. In that quiet house? Ew. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Their TV Chinese takeout always looks delicious. Oh, it does. It always looks so good. And I was like, damn, I want some like mm-hmm. chow mein. I always want, yeah. I think with, with me and Chinese, I mean, I, I like it. I like Chinese takeout. But I always want it like the minute I think of it. Yeah. If, if I stew on it for uh-huh. any amount of time, it's Not gone. Even, yeah. I need to like, yeah. I, so... While I was watching it, if someone knocked on my door and was like, give me $50, here's some Chinese, <laughs> I might have done it. Yeah. Yeah. But my, I could have ordered and I didn't because I was like, uh. Yeah. My, um, like, thing with, like, uh, Chinese takeout is that, like, best uh, best case is, like, me walking down the street. I smell it. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm already hungry. I'm yep. like, oh, my God, that's great. I'm going to go in. Yep. Um, China Express right near me is pretty good. I yeah. like that place. It's like pretty good Chinese takeout. I have not had it. I've heard really good things about Hunan, Ca- Hunan Cafe, which is like right down the street from me. But I also oh. heard they're like mean. Oh. It's like a soup Nazi kind of situation where it's like, God. which if the food's good enough, I guess it's worth it. And if but you understand the rules, though, yeah. then you're okay. But it's another thing that makes me go from like, oh, I'll get Chinese to being like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, do I want to <laughs> do, do I, I want to deal with that? I was like, there are four Mexican places I can go to. Yeah, that I know, no one's gonna be mean to me. Yeah, and I'm, I'll always eat a taco. I will always eat a taco. If I, I wish, 
Your taco place is better. Well, your taco place is is closer than my taco place is. But I, yeah, I'll always eat a taco. Yeah, I could do one right now. I could do one right now. Uh, But we got to talk about these episodes. We got to talk about these episodes. And you know what we really have to talk about? What? Um, Rough, uh, I almost called it Ruffy. Is that what <laughs> Ruffy Riley fans are called? I think so. Ruffies? Bileys? Yeah. Um, Bullies. <laughs> I like that. Uh, that sex scene was so unnecessary. I wrote, I doubt whatever he's doing is making her gasp like that. Because he's just kind of like doing the worm on top of her. <laughs> and she's like doing the most tender like... Uh, oh, uh, it's very like soap sexy. It's so it, that's exactly what it felt like. It felt like a scene from a soap opera. We're just like, okay, I'm not in, like we did not need it. And I think and and I don't know if it's like like if it's intentionally not feeling as sexy as yeah. we want because like when they're dancing to that song and she's like, yeah. I wish can we just put this song on repeat all night? Yeah, and they're dancing. And I don't know, I don't know how much of this is because I've already seen the show. Yeah, and I know that they're like that he's gonna leave. Uh huh. Um, but like when I was watching, I was like, how are they fooling themselves into thinking that this is actually a genuine moment between them? Like they're yeah. not sharing in this because he knows that he's been going to these vampires. Yep, and she, on some level, has to know that she's not the right person for him. Yeah. Well, even when she's like, I've been crying all the time. Yeah. Duh. And not like having any understanding that that's going to be hurtful to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she says it without even thinking, oh, this is, he cares a lot about, this is a sensitive spot for him. Mm-hmm. She just says it and is like, yeah. D- and doesn't even notice. No, she like, doesn't she even notice really that he's upset. Of, yeah. Um. And when she says that, and when she's like, t- and, and and the fact that she has cried a ton by herself, yeah. I don't know how much of that comes from. I mean, obviously, we're a factor. Like, we are a creation of like both nature and nurture. Sure. It's so, like how much of that, like, her inclination, her natural inclination, is to just be like always look to herself for sure. support and never to the outside. Mm-hmm. How much of that is because of who she is, just at the core, right. because of the fact that she's the slayer and hat. Everything has to come down to her. And then how much of it is because of Angel? I feel like it's all three. Oh, of course. And she, like, I think that she cannot function with the thought that, like, she has to depend on someone, especially when Mm -hmm. she's at her lowest. Right. Um, So, I mean, I don't think that she's being terrible. Like, I don't think she's, I think she's being terrible for not realizing that she cannot be the person that Riley wants and that Riley yeah. cannot be the person that she wants. But they're 19 or 20 yeah, or whatever yeah. they are. So. I don't, yeah, I don't think she's a bad person for the way she treats him. But she's definitely not, I don't think she's blameless in, I don't think he's just like a dirty cheater. No. Like their relationship was broken. Yeah. Far before all that vampire sucking happened. Yeah. And I think also that and I think it's and I think I'm being like especially hard on Buffy um, because I tend to kind of do what she's Mm -hmm. doing, which is to be like 
So everyone could just be like, well, he should have just talked to her. Yeah. But I feel like if he had talked to her and been like, I need more from you. I need you to need me. Right. Then she would just be like, I can't have you bother me with this. Right. Oh, like, that's just another way, thing I have to carry around yes. now is your what you need. Because mm-hmm. she's like, I'm like, and, and that's unfair for yeah. her to say that. But I think that would be her reaction that she would just be mm-hmm. like, what? Like. How much everyone needs something from me. Like, Mm -hmm. why do you too? Like, I can't have that from you. Mm -hmm. But that's unfair to expect him to just be like an unmoving pillar, which is kind of what Xander points out in their confrontation later. Right. Well, it is. I think she doesn't. She doesn't make a ton of effort to get to know Riley. No. In a deeper way. In a way that she should at what they've been dating for like two years. Good God. Like, they should. I mean, they're also, whatever, two college years. But, yeah, like, they, she, the fact that she's blindsided is, like, so, uh, points to exactly why their relationship was not in a good place. Mm-hmm. That she didn't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Though, our dog wears a really nice deep V when he goes to the vampire. Mm-hmm. Place. I was like, where did you even hide that shirt? I know. Where did you f- find it? I know. That and like some billowy pants. It was so <laughs> a lot of the outfits and then her like crop sweatpants when she goes to the vampire oh den. I'm like, what is happening? Because <laughs> she was naked. It's not like she had those pants on for some uh, some week. Mm-hmm. She wasn't painting or something. No. She had a choice of all of her pants. I think she was enraged and just had to But she wasn't, she didn't know where she was going. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cause yeah, because Spike was like, was like hey, this. you're naked. Let's go. So maybe she had them, like, on the side. She just grabbed them. She could have. <laughs> she's. We've seen so many cute pants. I know. She has so many pants. And she chose those crop sweat. <laughs> um, uh, do you think real-life crack dens look like they do on television? Because in television, they all look the same. Yeah, they all just look dark and There's dirty. always stairs. There's always mattresses everywhere. Yeah, there's mattresses. There's a... Uh, uh, Graffiti on the walls. Mm-hmm. There are people just like moaning. Mm-hmm. Laying on the ground. Uh-huh. I don't know, but I don't want to go to one. Because I was going to say we could go see what one's like, but no. I don't want to go see what one's like. No, let's never go to one. Uh, what are they like? I mean... I feel like there are a lot more one-story ones out here. Yeah, that's what I think. I think the two-story part is like, that's kind of crazy. I yeah. bet there's more... I bet it's more likely they happen in warehouses than they do in old houses. But maybe yeah. I'm also like, during a real estate boom in los angeles there's not a ton of like condemned homes no i would say detroit oh in detroit they get three-storied crack houses yeah they have like oh yeah i don't know if they do crack in detroit i have no idea maybe they do heroin because that's like the thing now right heroin because it used to be oxycontin but then oxycontin got too expensive Mm -hmm. so now it's actually cheaper to do heroin so like people get hooked on pills right and then they can't afford it anymore i did you watch that documentary? No. About that? Oh. Is it good? Um, Should I? Yeah. It's just also really fucking depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about how there's this one town where almost everybody's addicted to uh, Oxycontin. Mm-hmm. That's really sad. Yeah. Um, super sad. But um, I was just noticing like that because you know how Spike is kind of like our id. Yeah. And he, you can totally tell, like, that he gets, he is so selfish and so immature Mm -hmm. at this point that he secretly is thrilled 
to discover that Riley's doing something. I mean, not even so secretly. Yeah. He is thrilled that Riley's doing something to hurt Buffy, a person he ostensibly loves. Yeah. And he's like, like excited to show Buffy, knowing that it's going to hurt her. But I feel like that's sort of the arc he takes in these two episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Like he realizes it did hurt her mm-hmm. and he, fe- he, he feels that. And then he has to, I feel like this is the beginning of Spike becoming a real boy. Like, yeah. I feel like this is him finding a little bit of humanity. And part of that is because he was in love with Drew, but she was a crazy evil person. Mm-hmm. So he's had like a devotion to someone, but that person had no morality. Yeah. So. Because she, yeah, she was a vampire. She was a vampire and crazy and insane. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, so I think now having, yeah, being in love with someone who has uh, a good heart mm-hmm. is going to inherently change him. Yeah. Or not. We'll see. But like in these episodes, I feel like he is wrestling with what it feels like to feel guilt over hurting someone you care about. Yeah. Yeah. I And for sure. And we see that also in in his very like childlike uh, uh display when he's like trying to give those chocolates or whatever Ugh, to the mannequin to the mannequin and he ends up like lashing out at the mannequin because mm-hmm. he feels so angry at himself yeah um because in his own head that whole dialogue is happening in his head he's uh-huh. punishing himself right so i think yeah i mean it's very interesting to see him be forced to kind of grow up very quickly because he's now surrounded by he has no one yeah so no one to like just keep him insulated and mm-hmm. now he's just the only people he knows are humans, basically. Yeah. Humans who, like, fight the good fight. Mm-hmm. Not even, like, sketchy. It's not like all his human friends are, you know, drug dealers and mm-hmm. bad people. Criminals. Yeah. All his friends are good people. Um, or all the people he knows. I, uh, I wrote in all caps, uh, and this was at the part where Buffy, like, walks in and sees Riley. Yeah. And they lock eyes. Uh-huh. I wrote, what a fucking nightmare, my God. Because that yeah. is, like, for everybody involved, like, that is horrifying mm-hmm. to, like, walk in on the person that you're cheating or walk in on, on the person that's cheating, cheating on, on you, you. To, to have the person that you care about walk in while you're cheating on them. Ugh. Yeah, it is. And even, uh-huh. Yeah, it was really bad. Were you about to spoil something? No, I'm not going to spoil anything. I, I think it's it's a tough moment, but it's also like adding to the seediness of the crack. The crackdown, I think, makes it even seedier. Yeah. Because there's something like, um, it's so far afield from what Buffy is or what Buffy could ever offer him mm-hmm. that it's also like, a re- it's like not only just cheating on her, it's like a rejection of, of her. Because those are the things that level. she fights. Yeah. These are her enemies and her enemies in like a gross crack den. Like, yeah, it's not even. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like he found a less complicated Buffy. No. Yeah. And the fact that it like is kind of something that Spike alludes to when they have their little like sexually charged moment in mm-hmm. his <laughs> in his den um, where he's like, this doesn't make you like bad this doesn't like this doesn't make you the thing that she's craving which may or may not be true if she's craving more of that darkness at this point i don't know that she is i don't know that that's really what it's about for her but like it i'm sure that that like didn't fall on deaf ears to riley yeah that scene is really interesting because they are both in love with the same woman Mm -hmm. and both and neither really gets to have her Mm -hmm. be in love with them yeah. 
And I mean, I, I actually really did love that uh, monologue by Spike mm-hmm. where he's kind of like, you know, you get to be so near yeah. her and never touch her. And he's like, maybe well, first I'm- he's like, I'm so jealous of you. Mm-hmm. And then he says, but maybe I'm the lucky one because you. Yeah. But then he comes back on. Yeah. Like, no, you're the lucky no, one. Yeah. You get to have sex with her. You, yeah. you win. And so we kind of see that, like, the differences between Spike and Riley, which yeah. is that, like, Spike would settle for almost having someone. Yeah. And have that be enough for him. Well, and honestly, that's the rule. That's the the deal that Riley's been making with himself all season. Yeah. Right? Because, like, he's known that Buffy wasn't with him with him. Mm-hmm. But he stayed close because that was better than not being with her. Yeah. And I think he kind of is realizing, like, that he, at the core, can't continue that forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, he also, like, he kind of doesn't have a choice either, right? Yeah. She doesn't really give him a... I think he would st- He would have stayed. If she had I caught think all, up with him in time. Or if she had said anything when he said, I'm going I'm tonight. going tonight unless you give me a reason. Unless there's a reason for me to stay. If she had said anything. She said nothing. I know. She turned her back on him and left. Like, it's not even like they had, like, it out for a 10-hour conversation with tears. No, no, no. She just, like, shut her mouth yeah. and walked out the door. Which, I get it. I... That is often my reaction when I'm very mad at someone. And I... I yeah. I don't always want to have it out. I want to leave. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you can have it out with yourself in another room. I'm not interested. I just feel like a lot of times if I'm arguing with someone... I just need them to leave me alone for mm-hmm. like 10 minutes and I will come around yeah. at least enough to just calm down. Yeah. But I'm like, if the more someone pushes me to keep talking to them during an argument, I start like, I start getting angrier and angrier and like resenting that person. Like you're yeah. making me talk. Like why? Why are you so selfish that you're making me talk to you about this right now? Mm-hmm. Well, and my defense mechanisms kick in and my defense mechanisms are offense mechanisms. Me too. I get so, mean. I get mean. I get so really my mean. knives will come out. Like I'm my knives right now are in sheaths, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get them out. Mm-mm. But if you back me into a corner, mm-hmm. that's what else am I supposed to do? Because yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to be you badgering me. Isn't going to get me into a clear enough headspace to talk to you about what's going on. Yeah, like that's not. And I don't know that that works for anyone. And you're right. It's selfish, especially. And I think in this dynamic. He cheated on her. Like, we can call it vampire sucking or whatever, but, like, that's, that's what it is. The it's show is obvious sh- <laughs> metaphor. Yeah, it's so clear. So obvious. When she's like, you're whores. I loved it. Um, yeah. But, like, that's what it is. So, like, no, when you cheated, you don't also get to force me to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, when she's like, I'm not ready to talk to you, she's, like, kind of right. Yeah. And that's, I, I, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, so she's not ready to talk to him. The fact that, like, he is leaving in at midnight is not a her problem. You know what I yeah. mean? So, like, it's up to her to decide, does she want to talk to him mm-hmm. in this accelerated way yeah. or not? Um, I have questions about, do we think that she ran after him because she really does love him or because she thinks that's what she's supposed to do? I think she feels like she's losing. I think she realized what she's losing. But not, but I don't think the relationship would have been any better if he had stayed. Yeah. I don't think she's willing to be the person that he needs. I don't think she's capable Mm -hmm. with him. But I think she, so like I think she ran after him because she regretted, she didn't want to be alone. Yeah. I guess that's where I'm. Yeah. 
I've only ever um, gotten back together with a person once mm-hmm. after um, a breakup. And, I rem- and I'm remembering that feeling. And it is just this, like, horrifying fear. Like, you forget all of the, like, terrible shit yeah. and, like, all the bad stuff. And, like, this was a person that had cheat on- cheated on me a bunch. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being... Uh, okay, so this is like a lot of baggage that like a previous person had done to me where yeah. they were like, you're so crazy. No one else. It was like a gaslighting situation. Mm, that sucks. Like, you're so crazy. No one else will ever like deal with you. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. So then this per the next person was just a little bit nicer to me. Yeah. So I was like afraid that. That you would never find someone exactly. so kind. Right. When like th- I soon realized that's not kindness. <laughs> <laughs> he was just wanting to placate me to keep me around. Um. So you're saying don't get back together. I'm just saying, like, really fucking think about it. Like, really remember the things that caused you to break up in the first place. Yeah, I feel like it. I know people who have gotten back together and it worked out really well Mm -hmm. or it worked out. I mean, it's hard because there's also the thing of like, what has worked out really well? Mm -hmm. Like, is it dying on a in a plane crash together? Because that's the only way you both that a relationship ends successfully. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do we measure success yeah. of a relationship? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. who knows? So I know people who've gotten back together and stayed together for another six years. Mm-hmm. And then if they break up, does that mean they shouldn't have gotten back together six years ago? I mean, yeah. Like, did they get joy out of those six years? Maybe then it was worth it. Yeah. Who knows? Like, who knows? It's so different. It's such a weird algorithm. You know, like, there's no way to really measure whether it's right or wrong. But, but you're right that, like, it's... There's a point, and I guess, and again, I'm I'm real quick to, like, cut things out, mm-hmm. walk away from stuff. Um, but there's a point where, like, if one person has fully checked out, yeah, getting them to fully check back in is a process. That's hard. That's hard. And so it's almost, like, on the checked out person to, like, figure out how to check back in. I don't know. Or like whether it's worth I don't know whether it's worth it. Because like by the time Riley leaves in mm-hmm. this fictional situation, by the time Riley leaves, he's been thinking about how bad his relationship is for months and months. Yeah. Like he's out. Yeah. She would have to do something so I mean, he probably would have stayed if she just said, please stay. But like for it to be better. And I feel like every little thing he'd be looking for her not needing him enough or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's so hard because it's one of the things where it's like once you don't get that trust back ever Mm-mm. fully. Because Especially not immediately. Like, if if they, if say he goes to jungle, mm. she has some adventures mm-hmm. and say, I don't know, this is not, this may or may not be a spoiler, <laughs> uh, mid-season six, a year from now mm-hmm. in this show. He comes back to town. He's grown up a lot. She's grown up a lot. And they started a relationship again. I think that they could come at it from a different place. Because I do I think totally people grow think so. and mature and stuff. I totally think And so. you can build on things that existed that were good before. Mm-hmm. I think both people have to have figured out their own shit and had enough priorities separate from each other mm-hmm. in that interim time period totally. to then have it be something different when yeah. they come back. Where this is like you're basically dating a new person and you are a new person. Yes. A new person and bonus, you already you already know a ton of things you like about them. Yeah. Like it's like ba- dating a new person that you've like have a really good background check on. Yeah. Totally. 
I just think it can be tricky if it's like three months later. and Yeah, and you've been miserable and missing them for three months. Yeah. Because just being back with them is going to feel like a solution to a problem when yeah. it's not really. No, because all you're remembering is like, oh, but like this time was so great and this thing and right. that thing. And it's like, God, you really have to fucking remember the stuff that drove you crazy mm-hmm. and think like that has a very high possibility of coming back. Is that something I can deal with second yeah. time around? Um, can I tell you my uh, – and I knew how this episode was done because I've seen it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. It didn't make me cry this time. It's made me cry before when their confrontation because I feel so bad for both of them. The f- yes. I was getting a little misty. Yeah. I didn't break down, but I was – it is sad. Um, but every time I want her to catch him mm-hmm. and say, like, you're right. I wasn't with you. I'm sorry. Thank you for being in my life. I love the time we spent together. That'd be great. Have fun in the jungle. That'd be have fun in the jungle. I mean, not that sounded dismissive, but like not mean, but like yeah. her just being like, "You're right. It wasn't all like I I had a part in how things ended, mm-hmm. but you were a really good person to me for a really long time. You mattered a lot to me. I love you. Goodbye." I wish that she could would just have said that, and then he flew away. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I, but it I, didn't happen. No, Spoilers. I like that. I also like the idea of her coming to him, mm-hmm. and I would have been so proud of him if he was yeah. like, you know what. I can't be the person you need. Yeah. And we're just writing fan fiction right now. (laughs) And he's like, I respect you too much to ask you to put your whole destiny and life on hold for me. Right. So like maybe in another lifetime. Yeah. I and and if he says like I'll always love you and then leaves. Great. I'm a big fan of I'll always love you. But here's your space. (laughs) Yeah. I'll always love Love, you and goodbye. Yeah. And goodbye. (laughs) I love that. Uh, but that is not what happens in this story no um we get that intense confrontation and then we uh she lets she lets riley leave and then xander has his speech to buffy how do we feel about this scene okay i felt like it was so much mansplaining i was like like, what are you i almost feel like this is someone saw the scene and was like oh he's a man and he's explaining it's mansplaining Mm -hmm. this is this is how someone like came up with it because it's so clear Mm -hmm. and so He's talking about himself. He is not talking about Riley. Mm-mm. Like, it's his own insecurities that he's, like, his own shit that he's projecting. Yeah, because at the end of it, he realizes he needs to tell Anya he loves her. Exactly. Yeah. And I wish that it had been Willow t- talking to her or something. But, yeah. uh, but Xander, I mean, this is the beginning of Xander being the perceptive one and, like, him yeah. having a thing. Yeah, it's true. So I was trying to attribute that to that. Like, to him, like, being perceptive. Yes. But I didn't like that he basically scolds her. He scolds her. I think it's the tone of the scene. Because I don't mind the scene of her being, like, angry. I mean, that scene where she murders all those vampires is pretty intense. And then she... Yeah. Uh, javelin. Javelin. Fucking the, the whore one. <laughs> Who looks so gaunt. She looks so gaunt. I was like, why are you so skinny? You've been sucking people. You've been eating all day. You've been eating for money. It's because she's like doing so many drugs that suppress her appetite. Maybe she's like barely sipping. She's, oh, not she's draining it. people. No, she is just yeah. she's just wetting her tongue. <laughs> um, but yeah, he scolds her, and it's very off. But especially then, her reaction is to be like inspired romantic, like inspired yeah, like to burst into thing. tears and then go run and do what she's supposed to do. Yeah, I guess I think if because here's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the scolding because she could have had that conversation with Willow or Tara, who is really perceptive and really good at talking to people yeah. and getting people to 
open up in ways that they um, don't like letting their guards down. Yeah. She's very good at that. And I think, I mean, are, do, have we seen that yet or have we, we have I yet to see that. the first scene that hinted at it and I was like, oh, that's right. We're getting into that good stuff. Yeah. Was, I mean, we see how, we've seen how good she is with Dawn. Yes. She's very good with Dawn. Um, but there's that scene uh, in Triangle in the hallway. Yeah. Where they're first talking about where school and then mm-hmm. like that scene was uh, Tara's doing her Tara stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So he scold <laughs> Xander scolds her in this so very aggressive way in this way that's not really fair to her. No, he shouldn't be mad at her. Yeah. That was the thing that like got me fucking pissed off. Yeah. Like if my if my friend, male or female, treated me that way, maybe I would ghost on them and never talk to them again. Yeah. But I would definitely be pissed. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like he could have, like, I mean, this, maybe they didn't have time for this scene, yeah. but he could have, like, asked her some questions that forced her to answer th- things and come to the conclusions herself, rather than being yeah. like, you did this, and you did that, and blah, blah, blah. Well, no, and, like, yeah, he doesn't say, like, what is, what's up, Bob? Like, you seem really upset. No, he's like, I knew it. I knew it. You got cheated on, and so now you're, and it's like, yeah, yeah you're yelling at her. Yeah. She got cheated on, and now her boyfriend is leaving her, and you're yelling at her. Yeah, because she was a shitty girlfriend in your mind. Mm-hmm. I I I feel like if we had had a little bit more, I mean, I know we certainly know Xander and who he is, but we've actually haven't seen him as just a character by like himself yeah. in a while. Yes. Um. So if we had seen that he is like of the ilk to like, I don't know, tell people how it is or like, but like, that, like that. Yeah, he never has. That's not his role. No, I don't know. I think that. Yeah, I just and maybe it was how it was written, but it, yeah, it 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 chafed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I had forgotten the the Anya scene comes right at the end of the episode, so I was like mad at Xander. But mm-hmm. then that scene with Anya is very sweet. I I liked that scene. I like that scene because she needs to hear it. He needs to say it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and that scene made retroactive. Like if we had that scene, and then also he calls Buffy, and he's like, "Hey, Buffy." I'm sorry for scolding you. Yeah. You're a grown woman. I shouldn't have treated you like a child. Yeah. But the scene on the end is really sweet. It's sweet. It is. It was a sweet scene. Yeah. I Yeah. I do wish that it was much less scolding and more. But at the same time, like, is that the only way to get through to Buffy at this point? Because yeah. she is so ready to be like, shut up. Stop talking. I don't want to talk yeah. to you. I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. Especially if someone tries to be tender with her. Yes. Because she will automatically be like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. Soft stuff? She just killed, like, ten vampires by herself in, like, two seconds. I don't know. It's so hard. It just, seeing that scene, I, it just run me the wrong way. Yeah. And I've never liked it. Yeah, I never liked it either. I always thought, even when I was younger Mm -hmm. and didn't understand, like, the patriarchy, I still was like, Xander's kind of being an asshole here. Yeah. I remember not liking how mean he was to her. And they do build up that he has a friendship with Riley and he cares about Riley. I mean, he's also losing his best friend. Riley? I mean, Willow's his, his best, best male friend. friend. Yeah, he is. Though, what is, how is Willow a friend to him? I know, they haven't even talked. They don't even talk. We've talked about this. Maybe they hang out on weekends, but we don't see. Maybe. Um, also, just to back up a little bit. Yeah. Did you notice how bright Spike's little tomb place was? It was like, and then I was like, what is this lighting? Yeah, because it's so a warm. tomb and you are not allowed to touch sunlight. So where, 
why are all these sunbeams in here? Yeah. I was like, do you have overhead lighting now? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and do you have like some warm LEDs? Um, And in that scene also. also oh, sorry. I was just going to say that is some like slash fic fodder. Oh, yeah. No, after that, I think they, I think it might even be canon that they did a little hand stuff. Yeah, cool. <laughs> over, the, after, over the pants. Over the pants. <laughs> and each of them said, puffy. Yeah, they both, just to like feel <laughs> puffy. <laughs> um, uh, what were you saying? Uh, also, Spike is too tan in that scene. He's too tan. I, and I need to get over it. Yeah. Sometimes on these shows, the vampires are tan, but it bugs me when they're super tan. I'm like, come on. Especially when they haven't been before. Yeah. Yeah. Either you're, yeah. You shouldn't be tan. Um, I'm trying to see what else. I think that was most of the stuff. I mean, Me I too. could talk all day about Riley and Buffy's relationship and why it fell apart. and But we have, I think. I think we've. I mean, we could go back and do more. Oh, it's going to make me too sad. Okay, let's talk about Triangle, which is not a sad episode. No. My first note is satin top. Oh, mine was, Buffy is interviewing a very pretty nun. Like, that nun does not look like a nun. She looks like an actress no. in a habit. And also, they are not supposed to let their hair out. Maybe it wasn't a real nun. She's maybe that was a, like, oh, maybe it was Sister Act. She oh. is a Vegas showgirl. Mm -hmm. She's undercover. Mm -hmm. She's trying to hide from some mobsters who she saw kill someone. Mm -hmm. That is how that movie starts, right? I think so. Yeah. So. So that's why she has that perfectly that's, curled And also, I think hair. she's wearing makeup. I mean, she's in a TV show, but, but like. She's, like, wearing, like, show makeup. Yeah. Like a person, <laughs> like a real person. Like, n yeah. not, not that nuns are not real people, but, you know, like. You don't wear makeup when you're a nun. No. And I think both of us have watched enough Call the Midwife to know <laughs> that you have to have your hair in that little Yeah, you got to pull it back. Thing. Because, um, you know, God is one of those guys who, like, he doesn't like a girl who wears a lot of makeup. No, he doesn't. He likes a natural look. <sighs> that also gross. Because <laughs> boys do not know. No. Um, I, uh, I did like that kind of fake out where it's mm -hmm. like, um, it was two of them because it was yeah. like. I wonder how Buffy's taking it. And then we see the nun with the blonde hair. And you're like, is yeah. that Buffy? And then it's not. But then Buffy asks her about it. Yeah. So it is. It was cute. That was cute. I did like that. Um, I also really liked Dawn trying to comfort Buffy and not really knowing how or what to say. Yeah. And I it's, liked how just like the underplayed acting on mm -hmm. Sarah Michelle Gellar's part and just like her. You can tell that she's just fucking tired. Yeah. So she's just being honest. Mm -hmm. Like where she's like. At first, she's like, um, what did she say? When she says, to everyone but me, it was gradual. Yeah. Like that, I felt like, for her to admit that to Don, Yeah, was that's real. Um, and then, yeah. Then the scene that we talked about with Spike and the mannequin yeah. with nipples. Yeah, I was noticing that. But I, I guess like, some mannequins do have I them. think the mannequin in my closet at least has... <laughs> <laughs> in my not in my closet I'm sorry in my garage the mannequin at the foot of my bed <laughs> my friend the mannequin <laughs> she at least has like pointy boobs do you know what I mean well it's weird cause most people wear bras with clothes mm -hmm. so I shouldn't say most people but a lot of people do mm -hmm. so you should make your mannequins have the body I mean they don't have a body shape of anyone, but they should have like, like as if they're wearing bras. Yeah, or maybe people shouldn't wear bras with clothes. Yeah, these are the things. Yeah, I feel like 
because I uh, some, some, a lot of times I don't wear a bra. Okay. But I'm very small chested and most people don't notice. So yeah, I've never been like, Kelly, Kelly, strap that shit down. <laughs> um, uh, I was feeling really bummed out about how everyone's talking about how Buffy is just like doomed because she's had two relationships that didn't work out. I was it like, was so mean. I was like, dude, is that what people think? If you just have yeah. two relationships that like, I guess they were both really long and one right after another. But I mean, the first one I think was bad enough for the rest of her life. She's. Everyone, everyone who knew her in high school is gonna think she is ha- doomed. Is doomed because she had a pretty bad first relationship. That yeah, woo, that was bad. That was bad. Like I think it, any t- for the rest of her life. I don't. It doesn't matter because that was like bloodshed. <laughs> yeah, she murdered him. Yeah, and then they got back together. I know. And then he left her. I know. And he turned evil. He turned evil. He killed her teacher. Yeah. Yeah, and then she slept with Parker. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that some people on, like, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer Facebook page, uh-huh. do you follow that page? I don't. You should. Okay. It's very funny. Um, They always put, like, which is the best of Buffy's bows? And then they uh-huh. put, like, emojis next to each one and you yeah. just comment. They always include Parker. I'm like, who is picking Parker? I would, you know, to mix it up. <laughs> there are days where I'm like, well, you know, I'm an angel girl. But there are days where I get over all of them. I think yeah. everyone she's dated kind of – I mean, but that's fine. I don't watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer because I want to see what true love looks like. No. You know what I mean? Like, Or even what a functional long-term relationship is. That's None. what I watch This Is Us for. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I watch Parenthood. Like, there are shows – or uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah. There are shows that I literally watch to see what, like, long-term functional fictional relationships look like. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Buffy's not that. You don't see that. that in Buffy. I don't need to. No, that's what I you're there for. I'm not there for happily ever after. Or even like, you know, getting through tough times. Have a, I don't know. I, no. Every single like bad thing that happens makes people go further apart in Buffy. Yeah. I want angst. I mean, mm-hmm. there's romance. There's stuff. But that's fine. I don't need like functional long-term relationships. I want every happy moment between a couple to be tinged with the realization that it's going to end. <laughs> <laughs> Like, with the realization that, like, that moment will go away. Yeah. No. And that's why we like Whedon. Mm-hmm. That's why we like Whedon. Um, sh- that baseball top she was wearing was really cute. It was. I liked it. Yeah. there. It's such a mixed bag with this season in terms of, like, cute stuff and then awful stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of palazzo pants. <laughs> There's a lot yes. of things. I'm just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Oh, right. So Buffy is, like, re-enrolling in school. Yeah. Or I think it's a new semester because last – oh, we didn't talk about my favorite joke of the last episode. What? Was the banner. Did you see the banner in the magic shop? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the rising of – Yeah. It said uh, – uh, so it was, like, come shop for the holidays. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. And then it said, Gwathanar's Ascendance. That was really funny. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, "Oh, you got jokes." Yeah. And then they did I thought they were going to like make reference to it, and they didn't. They yeah, just I had loved, a cute joke in the background. I, which love I appreciate that. it. Um, um, but yeah, so we have so I think it's a new semester. I think it's January. Okay. So they're or, new cuz they just cuz Christmas was last week. Oh, that's what they are they taking down that banner? No, the no. banner is in the episode Into the Woods. So then the next ep Oh, I thought it was in this one. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was like, confused. Yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, it's in the middle of my notes for Into the Woods. So yeah. unless I was no. psychic, 
<laughs> which if I am, Ooh. we got to start a new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan psychic. Yeah. Or just like visions from Ryan. Oh my God. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting, mm. I think in the next episode of this thing that I've already seen, <laughs> wait a minute, is it psychic or is it memories? <laughs> um, so yeah, okay, yeah, so it's a new semester and we get like an episode with Tara and Buffy, which is, yeah, that was fun, a scene with them being buddies. Mm-hmm. And then we also get, an, we get Willow and Anya conflict mm-hmm. that's sort of Willow's fault, right? Because she's kind of a jerk. Yeah. She's being really condescending. Well, and she's stealing from the magic shop. Oh, after that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was even dialing back a little further when uh, Anya's like, I can take care of the shop while you're gone. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, why isn't anyone trusting her with this? She's been excellent at the shop. I mean, and she's essentially the assistant manager. Yeah. Why isn't she... So anyway, first... that's And why is this conversation happening in front of everyone? That's like humiliating for Anya. Like, it's it's totally treating her – like, it's so weird because they expect her to fit these societal norms, but they break them all the time. Yeah. Like, if Giles is leaving his business in the hands – not in the hands of his assistant, assistant manager, he needs to t- pull her aside and tell her privately. Yeah. Not humiliate her in front of everyone. And when she says, like, I can do it, he's like, mm, I don't know. In front of everybody. Yeah. It's so horrible. And then – when Willow's like, oh, don't worry, I'll help. It'll be in ship shape. No, even better, shop shape. I want to be like, shut up. I don't care that your hair is cute right now, Willow. Yeah, oh, her hair is like maybe the best it's been in two seasons. Yes. It's great. It looks great. Um, I was like, I don't care that you have this cute new haircut. You are being so condescending. Mm-hmm. And I totally think that that Willow's the one who starts everything. Yeah. Um. And the thing is, part of it is Anya is really good at continuing it because she's mm-hmm. a vengeance demon. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that's – it's sort of like a poke the bear situation. But it's Willow is poking the bear. Mm-hmm. Especially because no one asked you, Willow, to be friends with Anya. No. No one ever asked you to be friends with your best friend's boyfriend or girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You just have to be nice to them and tolerate them. Yeah. If you like them, bonus. Yeah. But, like, you don't – all you have to do is not be a dick. And Willow is incapable, apparently. It was just like, I mean, I think we're kind of starting to see that she is really operating by her own set of rules at yeah. this point. Because she's like, well, if it's for the greater good, then it doesn't matter. And if it doesn't work out, then nobody has to know. Right. Which it's the it's the second part, I think, that is, uh, is problematic for mm-hmm. me. It's like... Because I'm a big thing of, like, have the courage of your convictions. Mm-hmm. If you think it's okay to do this, then fucking tell everyone it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's because you're being secretive that it's, that's because you know it's going to upset people. And I think also that her thing, like, is so goal-oriented. Mm-hmm. Because I think that she should be, like, to me it's more valuable for her to be, like, I was trying to do a thing that would help everyone. Yeah. And so, like, the motivation is it, – it still applies whether or not it was a successful experiment or not. Mm-hmm. But for her to be like, if it works, then that's great. Yeah. And to only care about these results and then hide her. Yeah. And it starts from stealing. Yeah. Like, it. get a job, Willow. Yeah. You know what you used to do when you didn't own – when Giles didn't own the magic shop? You went to the magic shop and bought stuff. Also, like, what is she doing that she can't afford, like – 10 cents. I mean, she doesn't have a job. That's true. But then maybe working. Like, there's, it's just such like a, um, 
There's like a snottiness to Willow mm-hmm. that's coming out here. She just is very entitled. Yes. And I don't think she, and like her attitude towards Anya in terms of like worrying that Anya is going to turn on Xander. I think that is true. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that that's the root of her mistreatment of Anya. Yeah. Like, I feel like the root of her mistreatment of Anya is that she's not a very nice person. Yeah. I, I don't think, like, I think she's, yeah, I don't think she's a very nice person. Right I now. think it's it's very interesting when people, like, mistake meekness for niceness. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in Willow's high school years, she was very meek and didn't mm-hmm. stand up to everyone. But it's, like, now that she's, like, found some backbone, she's, like, just being, she's being kind of mean and dismissive to Anya. Yeah. Well, and she used to be kind. She was kind to Buffy. Like, when Buffy was a new girl in school, she was really nice to her. She was always kind to Xander. She was, like, she was even sometimes nice to Cordelia. She hated Cordelia. Yeah. Like, she was kind to that dude that she, uh, like, did his homework or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, she used to demonstrate kindness. And she doesn't demonstrate, and I shouldn't say she's mean to everyone, but she does not demonstrate kindness to Anya. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, how much of her kindness is a product of, like, circumstance. Mm-hmm. Like, when she's, like, higher up in the pecking order, like, she's not finding the need for kindness as much mm-hmm. anymore. Or at least, like, I don't think she was consciously making the decision before to be kind. Yeah. Um, But, like, once she realized it wasn't needed as much, she's like, mm. Yeah. That, that's the first thing to go. Yeah, I don't know. I do think, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's a... Yeah, it's a weird one because she does – she do, like – and, okay, or we could step it back. And maybe it really is Anya doesn't um, have the qualities that Willow wants for Xander's girlfriend. Maybe. Like, maybe it really is protectiveness of her friend. And – Because that I'm, is relatable. That happens. Like, yeah. a friend just falls in love with someone and you're like, I don't see why – this person is now part of our lives. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't see what you see. Yeah. And it's kind of what he has alluded to where he's mm-hmm. like, she will look at Anya like, what do you see in this person? Yeah. And also, I think both of them are kind of, as we've seen throughout this episode, overtly how they're both feeding into each other's distrust of the other. I think certainly when you meet someone and they are not jiving with you, you can pick up on that yep. and be like, I don't know what your chemistry yep. is, but like, we're not. Driving. And then so you kind of shut down and then they pick up on that. Yep. And it's just like a cycle. Totally. And then you'll like hang out with them one night and you're like, oh, no, we could be friends. Mm-hmm. Whatever that other thing was, was just like. Like a weird. I mean, it's that thing we kind of said earlier. Perception forms reality. Like for sure. If you it's the same way. If you think someone likes you. You're going to have way you're going to like them. Your relationship with them is going to be way better. Yeah. Whereas if you think someone doesn't like you. Things are screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. So maybe Willow's not so horrible. She's not horrible. I just don't think. She, I don't think she treats Anya very well. I think. Um. I think she is acting very human. I think that's true. Sure. Like she is like she's doing the shit that all of us do. I could see myself being Willow mm-hmm. in this situation, where you're like, you're picking up on something and you don't realize that you're acting that way yeah. to them. Um, but she certainly is being really rude to, I think for me, and I don't call people out when they're mean to me. I usually just avoid them. Yeah. But I think that Anya, 
if, if my best friend was dating Anya, um, one, it would be weird because she'd have to have become a lesbian. Mm-hmm. But it would also be like, I think, an Anya type, I guess. I think it would be like, I would probably keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Or I would have sassed Anya back in a sincere way to be like, if there was like a line that I felt she crossed. Yeah. I don't. I hope that I wouldn't treat her so dismissively. I just think also that like we've mentioned or maybe we cut that part, but we've mentioned before that we're very um, like hyper aware of Mm -hmm. people. And so I feel like it would be really hard for you to be like, I'm so oblivious that I'm being like completely rude to this person. Yeah. So like that's so like anytime you or I are being rude, I feel I like you know. know. Yeah. You know, like, and if I don't know, like it comes out of my mouth and then immediately in my head, I'm like, yep, that happened. And then you have to decide, am I going to address how rude I just was? Mm-hmm. Should I dial it back? Because if yeah. you address it, then you have to be like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, you just really annoyed me. And so I just snapped at you just now because I kind of think you're being a jerk. Like, because you can't sometimes it's hard when I've when I have like cracked mm-hmm. the whip at people. Sometimes it's hard because my when I'm in my head trying to think of like how to backtrack it, all I can think of is all the stuff I was like covering for mm-hmm. by not saying that. Yeah. And sometimes and there are people who like get on my nerves who aren't bad people. Yeah. There are people that we both know that get on my nerves and I don't think they're bad people. And I think they probably know that they sometimes get on my nerves. But like there's almost I don't know what to there's only so much you can do about it, right? Like the kindest thing is to not say anything about it. Uh, yeah. I mean cuz cuz also the thing is too it's like when those people mm, this is going to sound fucked up, but when those people get on your nerves, like what greater good is it solving for you to be like, "Hey, that you're like kind of a, you're annoying me." If right. the friendship isn't even at a point where it's like there's something worth right. Like they're like if okay, because I think you and I are close enough friends mm-hmm. that if you said something that I thought was like bull crap, mm-hmm. I would either say, Kelly, that sounds like bullshit. Bullshit. I think or, you said that to me. I think or you've said- been like bullshit. <laughs> I've said that to you. Yes. For sure. Or I would say like, or I would ask you more questions about it to be like, can we, I might say like, hold up. Mm-hmm. Are you saying like, I would get clarification from you or I'd like, and maybe it's just I'd give you the benefit of the doubt that you weren't being mm-hmm. full of shit. Whereas, I guess it's when you don't have that trust in someone or they're new to your, like you aren't, haven't cemented your relationship, your friendship with them. There's like a thing where you just kind of are like, ugh, like what? Yeah. And and you let that also like speak much more about who they are. Yes. Than someone that you know well. Because like right. someone that you know well already, it's like, it's a drop in the bucket and you're like, mm, totally. Like, but with a person, like there's nothing in the bucket. And so all you know <laughs> is like that thing they said and you're like, ugh. Yep. Like, if you told me, oh, my God, it was raining on my way here, and I was, like, I I was this behind this guy, and I, like, had to ride the back of his bumper the whole way here, like, honking. Like, he wouldn't go above 20 miles an hour. I would be, like, you you tailgated him the whole way here? And I'd be, like, Kelly, let's talk about this. Like, we think this is good. Whereas if it was one of these, like, outlier people who said that, I would probably go, oh, and then in my head just be, like, you are a monster person. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but to their face, I would be like, uh, oh, 
Yeah. Crazy. If I said that and to I'm, you. No, I would say crazy. And then I would look at you yeah. if you were in the room and make eye contact you and do. I'd be like, your eyebrows would be at your hair. So line. high. So high. <laughs> they'd go into my hair. Into your hair and never come back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like if I said that to you, I would hope that you'd be like, Kelly, are you getting your period tomorrow? <laughs> or like, is something. Like, I feel like I would hope that you'd be like, you couldn't just go around them? Yeah. Like, like what's, what is what's up? Why? That's insane. Like, yeah. You know, I didn't yeah. do that on the way here, by the way. Uh, that you I did or didn't. I don't, never. Oh. I but like, like that's the kind like of thing you. that doesn't make you a bad. It doesn't make you a bad person if you drive kind of like a jerk. But if I don't know anything else about you, I'm going to let it annoy me more than if I have like a ton of evidence that you're a great person. Mm-hmm. And then this one thing I'll be like, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Here's the thing with driving. Driving like a jerk can like be many things. Uh-huh. One can be like you are an entitled asshole who yes. thinks that you're better than everyone else because you drive a BMW. Yep. Or you're a person who drives aggressively because you live in the city and that's what you oh, have to Jesus. do to survive. I wonder what you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't drive a BMW. <laughs> it's funny. My dad, uh, whenever he visits, he gets very like ang- uh, like anxious the way I drive because mm-hmm. I drive so close to other cars. Mm. But he would, and eventually he like he gets used to it and he like relaxes. But it's like you you have to drive close to it. Like I can't give the sp- I can't do a car length. If I do a car length, one someone else will come in. Someone else will come in, or people behind me are going to miss a light. Mm-hmm. Like that. We're in yeah. we're in gridlock all the time. Always. This is our lives. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's things like that. So there is a city driving thing. Have we? And I've probably talked about I've talked about honking horns on this before. I hate honking horns. Yeah, I think it's uh, one of the most selfish, dickish moves. If you need to alert someone to something, mm-hmm. use your horn. Any other time you're using it, just be aware that you are doing something selfish out of your own emotions that is rude to everyone around you, including the person that you're aiming it at, but you yeah. aren't aiming it. It's like... It's, it's not like, saying, hey, you in the blue escort. Uh-uh. You're disturbing all of us. And you're making all of us think, that something needs to that we all need. It's like go, it's a fire alarm. You're setting a fire mm-hmm. alarm off for all of us. And some people live really close to a busy road mm-hmm. and they don't want to hear your horns. Yeah, that was and, more personal. Yeah, that was a little personal. <laughs> and it's terrifying to pedestrians. It's like yeah. it's not. I, I I'm okay with it. With like, oh, you're gonna hit me. Boop boop. Totally. Or um, boop boop. The light changed like yeah. thirty seconds ago. But anything more than a boop boop. Yeah. Unacceptable. Yeah. There shouldn't even be a. <laughs> I have done. Um, like leaning on it when a person is not responding to the yes. boop and they're still coming. Then I'm like, yeah. no, 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 Pay attention, pay attention. Yeah. yeah. Um, or I've have, uh, I'm trying to think, in my life, maybe only once, but I do remember once I saw a pedestrian car. It didn't, nothing happened, but mm-hmm. I saw that coming. So I honked even though I was like a third party. Yeah. But I was like, that like, pedestrian Hello. cannot honk. Yeah. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you are honking to say, fuck you, mm-hmm. fuck yourself. Is yeah, <laughs> you know what? Actually, but again, if you told me that you did it, I would drop in a bucket. But yeah. if a stranger told me that, I'd be like, "Guess you're a bad person." <laughs> I wonder how you'll weigh in on this. Ooh, okay. Let's do so it. I was driving, and a person. Um, this is there's a lot of levels here. Okay, so I'm driving on a busy street. Mm-hmm. I think it was either Hawthorne or PCH, mm-hmm. something big, and a person just juts out <gasps> and like almost hits me. So I'm like, beep, yeah, like that, and I swerve. Okay, juts out like cuts you off or juts out like cross traffic? Um, like turns into your street or turns like... Turns into the street but like almost hits me and oh. then has to swerve into the other lane. Okay. So I'm like beep and like freak out. Yeah. 
They just continue on their merry way. Yeah. Come to a stop sign. Yeah. A separate car pulls up. Uh Uh-huh. And it's an older man. And he Uh tells me to roll down my window. And I roll down my window and he says, you know what, young lady? You should be a nicer driver. You should let people out when they're trying to pull out onto the street. (gasps) And I was in such shock. Like, I was just looking at it. I was like, what? And he was like, let people out when they're trying to get out onto the street. But I didn't see that. No. And honestly, it would... If you were going fast enough, it would be dangerous. For it would me be to dangerous. Stop. You're not supposed to just stop. No, it's they're like, supposed to wait for a break in traffic. That's how traffic works. Yeah. If it was supposed to be a light, it would be a light. If it's a stop sign, it's a stop sign. And no one else was on the road. It was not like it was like yeah. crowded. We're stopped. It no, was no, no. like we're going like 45. So you were supposed to break in the middle of a. F- and it was m- multiple lanes. Like it was crazy. That's insane. That's insane. I was so angry at this man. I don't even know how. Why you- did he insert himself? Yeah, it was not his business. And he's not your dad. No. What are you, why are you talking, why? And also this was like two years ago. So it's recent. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's insane. You should be nice. You should be nice. I might have given him the bird afterwards. I don't know. I would be so, I would be just thrown. I wouldn't know what to, like I would probably have been nice to him because he's an old man. And then as soon as he, as we drove away, I would be like. Old, he was like 53. But even so, I would just, I would treat him respectfully. Yeah. And then he would go away and then I'd be in my head like, wait. I hate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's mad at me. Fuck yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I literally was just like, what? Yeah. Because it's like, it's, that's the thing is like, and I think people get weird, like turning people mm-hmm. can especially, and I have to turn to get out of my house, mm-hmm. out of my parking lot. So like, I, I know the pain of the turner, mm-hmm. but like you're relying on other people to let you in. Mm-hmm. Like you can't expect it. No. Like, no one owes you any. No one owes you that right turn. Right. You got to, like, find your space. Mm. Find a person who's going to let you do it. Yeah. Yeah. You. And sometimes you have to make a calculated decision, uh-huh. right? Where you're like, okay, that person will probably not hit me. Yeah. But if my car is in the way, they definitely won't hit me. <laughs> but they have to, like, be going slow enough that you can. Yeah. A lot of times there's gridlock outside my house. So the move, that's, that's my my usual move. Driver's well, if it's not raining, driver's side window down. Mm-hmm. If there's good luck, do such a nice way. Act like the person decided to let me in, oh. unless they're like being aggressive. If a person's like not letting me in, I I'm like, okay, you're sending me a message. Yeah, but if they leave it just a little space, yeah. I like go into it, act like they meant to let me in. Yeah, give them the biggest smile and a wave, and I say thank you so much for letting me. You know, that's, no, that's so the they best can way. feel so they can feel really good about themselves, mm-hmm. and I can go home or go leave my home. So I'm very, like, every time someone lets me in somewhere, yeah. I always, always at least do the in the yes. rear mirror this. It drives me fucking crazy. When I go out of my way to let someone uh-huh. in and they're just like, mm-hmm, like nothing. I'm like, nothing? Not even a hand out the, like, what? <laughs> I do the same. <laughs> I get so mad. I'm like, what the fuck? And it happens 90% of the time. It happens a lot. No credit. I know. Especially, like, there's times where, like, yeah. Do you ever not let people in when it's, like, a situation where uh we've seen the sign for miles merge merge mm. merge merge and then you see them get like come get into mm. that lane and try to whip around i will not let people in if you can tell like it, it's one of those things where like if you wanted to be in this lane you could have been in it a very long time ago but yeah. they want to skip all that so they just go to where yeah. the very last minute and and then they try to go over yeah. it's usually for like an off ramp or yeah. something cuz then i'm like 
don't fucking play. Yeah. Or I know if they you use think. the shoulder. I'm like, what? Whoa. You are not allowed. Yeah. I hope you get a ticket. I hope you get a ticket. I um usually let people in, but I like the zipper. If you are not willing, if you are trying to do two people from the merging lane, oh for everyone, I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I don't care how big your car is. I've got yeah. a little car, but you're going to have to hit it yeah. because we're doing the zipper merge. I That's love just zipper. life. If everybody just did zipper, dream. Yeah. Um, my other move, and this, I saw a truck do it once, and I used to have a bigger car. I used to have a Chevy Blazer, but I would sometimes ride, not like, not all the way back, but like for the last, I don't know, 100 yards of a merge, I would ride the middle, like what block the oh, lanes. I do that. I can't really, my car is so small, like it, Yeah, cars could probably get by on either side now, Yeah, but when I had an SUV, I would not always do it, but sometimes I would just be like, fuck you, I'm going to take up both lanes. Well, because it's like, I'm... I already knew that I was following it. Yeah. I want to make sure everything keeps being followed. So I'm going to go in the middle. <laughs> I'm the hall monitor. Oh, my God. So these are the kinds of things that if someone didn't know me and heard that about me, they would probably have some judgments. Yeah. But listen, this is a dog-eat-dog world. And you have to do what you have to do to survive. And sometimes that means being the boss of everyone else and telling them how to merge and what to do mm-hmm. and preventing them from making their own decisions. So how do we bring this back to Buffy? Oh, I was thinking that was just like, um, it's the opposite of like being bohemian like you, like the song, mm-hmm. the Dandy Warhols song that is playing during the bar scene where Spike and Xander bond there over pool. There we go. Um, and uh, prior to that, there is a, a Trolls Awakened. Oh, yeah. There's also a troll. In a mishap. Basically, I was actually going to say at this point, the the troll thing was because of Anya. Yes. Because... Anya knew she wasn't done with the spell. Yeah. Anya- you know, she she was just being annoying because she was pissed off. Yeah. But I would say in the overall arch of like who is wrong, yeah. I think Willow should have just fucking given her like a $20 bill and been like, this will cover it. Yep. Because it's like 30 cents each. Just fucking pay it. Yep. Ugh. So Willow's like trying to do some spell where she wants yeah. to conjure false sunlight to yes. so they can kill vamps which it arguably that's, isn't yeah, a great a good idea. idea so she's I doing... like when she does like she's a self-starter like that mm-hmm. i like when she's in like thinks about i like when she comes up with ideas like that. yeah me too so she's like okay i'm gonna do this uh and you know something goes wrong with the spell it touches a, a crystal and yeah. releases the troll yes the troll is wreaking havoc upon sunnydale yes um, he's kind of a funny troll. He's funny. You know who I thought he looked like? I thought he looked like Kubiak from uh, Parker Lewis Can't Eat Lose. Olaf. Olaf is the name of the troll. Uh huh. Okay, yeah. So the guy I think it looked like is the guy it is. Oh my god, really? <laughs> yeah. Who um, is it? His name is Abraham Ben Ruby. He was on Parker Lewis Can't Lose, and then he was also on ER. Can I see he, what he looks like without yeah. makeup on? Yeah, but the his like headshot right now looks like what he looks like now. So it's not as helpful, I think, for you. Cause, um, okay, some things I got to talk about. Um, why is there a weird glass counter at the bronze? It looked no like idea. it had prizes that you buy with tickets. Mm-hmm. It looked like also. A when was the last time we saw a pinball machine at the bronze? Is that new? I have no. There's idea. always We've been never a, seen pool. a pinball machine. Always been a pool, pool table. table. But yeah, I feel like the pinball machine is new. I think they set up like a Chuck E. Cheese in the back of the bronze. Yeah. <laughs> um. I did really like that even before the final confrontation, we had Anya and Willow just, like, be straight about their concerns about each other. Yes. Just like, 
Yes. I liked them having to hash it out Mm -hmm. and figure out that they both care for him. Yes. And realize that each other is not a threat. Totally. Xander. Um, And then we kind of have a little family meeting with Giles, Buffy, and Joyce. Mm -hmm. And they talk about the key. Yeah. And And how the watchers are useless. Also, they are so fucking dumb for saying they don't know Dawn is the key. When Dawn's in the fucking house. Like, learn code names. They don't know what the key is. That's all she has to say. Yeah. That bothered me. Because I was like, that everything that happens from now on could be avoided. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think it is dumb. But it has to happen. It has to happen. And it's not, they didn't invent it for this episode. People coming down the stairs and eavesdropping is like basic shit. That was like my childhood. It's like listening to things. For me, it was like trying to watch TV. Like, I remember mm. at one point, I snuck down to, like, or I pretended to be doing homework in the computer room while my parents were watching Homicide Life on the Street because I wasn't allowed to watch it. <laughs> I didn't even want, like, I don't know why I wanted to watch Homicide Life on the Street. I think it was just because my parents said, you're not allowed to watch it, yeah. that I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, like, do computer work. <laughs> And so that I could, like, listen to it. But, like, what? Yeah. It was a very adult show that had no, like, what did I want to see? Because Just because it's TV. That's the thing. When you're yeah. a kid, it's like, it's TV. It's TV. And it's like, you said no. So mm-hmm. it's all I care about. Yeah. Um, And then later, uh, we watched it as a family. <laughs> <laughs> it's very but, cute. Yeah. But at the time, I was, like, nine years old. Yeah. Nine-year-olds shouldn't be watching Homicide Live on the Street. No. It was probably, it was a good parental decision. Yeah. This show is graphic and murders. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, poor Don. This is definitely Triangle is definitely a lighter episode than Into the Woods. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like this is a weird place in the season because we t- we've taken such a we've kind of taken a little break from Glory. Totally, Glory hasn't been on screen in four episodes. Yeah, so now we're we kind of got to get back to the overarching plot i guess yeah so they at least mention her name they mention her name and we have dawn there's the development that dawn um finds out that she's the key so we have yeah so there's and riley's gone Mm -hmm. um so things have kind of the pawns have moved around on the chessboard yeah but yeah i don't know yeah it's still a question of like how that game's gonna play out yeah um but i am excited Yes. Uh, I I do love I love season five. I think the end of this season is gonna be really cool. Yes. Um. Okay. Next are checkpoint and blood ties. Ooh. Okay. Leave us a review. That helps. Yeah, that would be great. We'd love and feedback is always great. So yeah. Rate us. Yeah. On iTunes. Leave us a review. Yeah. Talk to you next week. No, in two weeks. Well, unless you listen to Talder. Yeah. I mean, if you want to hear us, you can hear us every week unless we lose episodes. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.